Hello everyone, <laughs> this is Will on the weekends, coming to you from the nice Shelby Farms Park in Memphis, Tennessee. On a Thursday morning. <laughs> on a Thursday morning, um, and I have a really special guest with me today. Mm -hmm, her, her name's Laura Beard. Here, here, Laura, what do you want to say? How does it feel to have a star on this show for <laughs> once? <laughs> well, you know what, I cannot disrespect any of my other guests. But if you could. But if I could, you know, have them. <laughs> we, hate, we hate those bitches. <laughs> anyway. Damn. Damn. Well, that's that's a great intro to what will otherwise be a very peaceful podcast, actually. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah. Let me All set right. the tone here. Um so we're gonna be discussing food because Laura only her one personality my, trait yeah. is food right? my whole yeah yeah my whole personality is just eating and talking about eating and baking so it's good that we put that out there ahead of time i am my own stereotype yep yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's that's really awesome that we have someone who's so one-dimensional here yeah. um especially because in the past few episodes we've had pretty three-dimensional yeah. yeah yeah so Very this <laughs> well-rounded people yeah yeah so i'm glad that we are branching out um and yeah what 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 food topic has really been speaking to you lately um i made cookies this week really yeah i think that most of the time our cookies are very like on, like we just depend on the butter and the sugar but we don't think about spices mm. so I made these like olive oil like orange cookies it had like orange oh. zest and like um, confectioner sugar and cloves and turmeric and all these different warm spices mm. and it was really nice yeah that's really interesting because I actually had an orange cookie um, the other day at crumble cookies but it wasn't as good it wasn't as good well you didn't offer you didn't offer me the cookie, so... <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, there's one left, and I don't know. I, I guess we'll see how this podcast goes. Uh, like, if we, we're friends anymore. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I have not been cooking as of recent. My sole consumption for the past little bit has been Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And I bet your stomach's real fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, no, my stomach hasn't been doing well for sure. Um, it's been Taco Bell. Um, what else have I had? Probably like Wendy's, Arby's. I had mm. Arby's like last week on the road, and you know what? I think I think we really need to give Arby's credits because they they do be having the meats, Laura. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we need to give Arby's credits. You know. Well, they had a really nice buffalo chicken sandwich. I do highly recommend to the audience. Is this an ad? Are you being paid? This is not an ad. It sounds like it's an ad. It sounds like you're being paid. Don't lie to your viewers, your listeners. Arby's paid me in gratitude mm. and respect. Right. Like, actually, the lady that helped me, it was at a truck stop, and she was so sweet. <laughs> I've never talked to a sweeter lady at an Arby's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I could have met her. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to say her name was Joanne. That sounds not great, <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> sounds vaguely bigoted. <laughs> well, she had a country accent, mm -hmm. and really that's all I know about Joanne. Besides, she's very nice and sweet, and I bet she has a loving family at home, and... yeah. You would hope so for I, a woman yeah, like Joanne. Yeah, I bet she has a very warm, fulfilling life. 
a rich inner life, some might say. Yeah, Joanne really deserves that. and She's the most three-dimensional character on the show. Yeah. We're actually going to get Joanne... Um, next week. Next week. Special. Special guest. Yeah. I don't know where she lives. But we'll find her. Yeah. We'll track her down. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, in terms of good food... Yes. Um, When's the last time you had good food? That's a good question, because two weeks ago we ran out of salt in my apartment and we never got any more, so Uh it's all been unsalted. We've been trying to figure out ways to get salt in our food without actually running out to get salt. And keep in mind we live, like, around the corner from two different grocery stores. Uh Yeah. We actually, in the same vein, we ran out of toilet paper, and I accidentally bought paper towels (laughs) from the CVS instead. So we used paper towels as toilet paper for, like, more than a week. That's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) It's really bad. I've been eating unsalted food and wiping my ass with, like, the shittiest paper towel. Um, But it's good. We're good. Um... Yeah, so food lately has been really interesting, and I've really been trying. The best thing I ate, I made steak and potatoes with my sister last night at like 11 p.m. when I got back from the airport. It was like we, it was on a steel pan, so you got a good sear on the steak, and we um, salted it well with pepper, and there was a lot of butter, and I basted it with the butter and some oh. herbs and some garlic and crispy potatoes. Yeah. That's, that's actually really impressive, and I'm really glad you shared that with us. Thank you. I felt like I was having a heart attack while I was eating it. Like, my body hasn't had any salt for weeks, and then all mm. of a sudden, I just poured salt over the steak. Yeah. So would you say we, as a society, are perhaps <laughs> mm. too mm. dependent on salt? Mm. No, because salt makes things taste good. Ah. And when you taste bad things, you get a little sad, and it's just, yeah. So salt is good for the heart. No, it's actually really (laughs) bad for the heart, but it's good for the, not the innards, but, you know, whatever ephemeral thing that's inside us that dictates whether or not we're depressed. Yeah, our brain. Yeah, so. Our brain. The heart. The brain. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think we're on the same page here, um... So I really want to get into um, Memphis food oh. because for the audience, I don't think you introduced like what your story is, like my story, what, what your what your food journey is, my like food journey. Well, yeah. from the ripe old age of probably like six onwards, I ate lean cuisine for every dinner, if not Doritos, and then <laughs> um, I think I broke at like fifteen or sixteen, and I was like, I want to taste a vegetable, and so. Then I I had to figure out how to cook vegetables, which it was often, and this is honestly the best way, just like pouring on a lot of olive oil and salt and pepper and just cooking it for a long time. People undercook their vegetables all the time and they're like, why is this so bad? And I'm like, it's because your Brussels sprouts aren't crispy and a little burnt and that's, that's on you. You're, yeah. the, you're the idiot. You're the fool. <laughs> yeah. Not actually. Like, cooking's very forgiving, and you should give yourself a lot of forgiveness. I think a lot of people end up just being like, oh, I'm a bad cook, so they stop trying. Mm. And I was a bad cook for a really long time, and mm-hmm. now I'm a decent cook. But that's my, mainly because I salt my food really well yeah. when I have it. Yeah. Um, and cook it. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to taste vegetables. I wanted to, like feel like my stomach wasn't burning all the time which fun fact i've had acid reflux probably my whole life Mm -hmm. but i didn't realize (laughs) for the longest time i was like why is it every time that i eat something comes up again and it burns and yeah yeah and it was that yeah i think my food journey is 
honestly pretty similar. Not not in the fact that I ate lean cuisines every day, but uh, me at my household, uh, we definitely ate out a lot, and we continue to eat out quite a bit. And I don't think I've put a veggie. No, no, no. That's that's not true. That's not fair to my mother. Mm. Um, but <laughs> but Who yeah, was? Maureen, the queen. So, yeah, there was very little at-home cooking, um, but, like, I, I I have no regrets. I mean, like, I, I'm doing well, I think, healthily. Yeah. Like, my blood work, I get my blood work done yearly, and it, it all says good, like, good things, like, above average, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, or below average and above average, depending <laughs> on what metric we're looking Which, at. What's best, yeah. Yeah, what's best, and it's always the, I'm always on the healthy end, and I think that really speaks to the fact that I am just a food god yep yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean i am really proud of you you've like learned how to cook really good things i've seen some of them oh true 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 i actually have a folder on my computer um i have approximately seven recipes i can make that's all you need that's all you need i cook like the same like three vegetables that i love it's like brussels sprouts broccoli and i love sweet potatoes so much and then sometimes I throw in a regular potato, and it's just, like, chicken. I actually, people keep roasting me, because I, I, like, I have friends over usually every, like, Friday or Saturday, and I, like, cook a meal for them, and we eat and we talk for a really long time. And it's really sweet. I really, I love my apartment, and I love the vibes. But um, I do give them chicken and rice a lot yeah. with a vegetable, and I've, I've been pegged as the chicken and rice girl, which isn't, oh. it's not, it's not uplifting. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I don't, I bet it's not, and actually, like, our good friend John isn't, no. isn't he? No, a- <laughs> no, because he doesn't eat vegetables, he doesn't know, <laughs> he doesn't know what fruit tastes like, oh my, I'm okay. So, so, our friend John, he was actually featured on the last episode, um, he also eats chicken and rice. But and he- only chicken and rice, sorry. Yeah, and I just think that's really interesting that Laura specifically has absolutely destroyed John for his eating habits and really now that now that we're here in this moment like I learned that you eat the same as John let me describe to you because I mean joy comes from variety right? yeah 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 and so what I do is I make many different kinds of chicken and rice chicken and rice with like like turmeric and like chilies and like a lot of different stuff in it cooked in one pan Okay, uh, when I had salt, yes, I, I put salt in there. Okay, stop, stop coming for me. <laughs> thought we were friends. But, um, yeah, it's like, do you cook the rice separately? Do you cook it with all the spices and it almost gets a little crispy at the end? Like, it's, like, cooked, but it's, like, a little bit, like, there's a crust to it. And that's yeah. nice. That's a good texture. Do you, like, I don't know, what kind of spices do you add? Like, how long do you cook it? Do you roast it, the chicken, or do you put it in with the rice? Like, there's yeah. a lot of different things you can do. And I won't, I won't be, I won't be put in a box, okay? okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm putting John in a box. Yeah. Um. Do you know how John cooks his chicken? I have a feeling he just cooks his rice separately, and then he just puts the chicken like roasts it or like puts it in a pan. I don't. Know. He marinated it though, and I'm a big fan of marinating, so I'll give a shout out to that. Um, shout out John for his uh, chicken. Yeah, that's that contentious stuff it's been really it's been very divisive lately and i know that i'm tearing this friend group apart but i have to do it yeah Yeah, i I have to if you don't stand for one thing what else do you stand for isn't it if you don't stand for one thing (laughs) you'll fall for all or something maybe 
sounds cool. Yeah. That's so, good. I really think that's really interesting and a good point that you bring up that food can be especially divisive. Yes. In fact, like. Very divisive. Yeah. yeah. No, keep going. No, yeah. I just think like specifically veganism and mm, you know like yeah. there's vegans and there's like there's meat lovers and mm. they just there's just conflict there and i think that's yeah. really sad because i think it's a fake conflict honestly yeah like sorry you think it's sad though I, yeah i i think it's sad because why can't we all just love food together you know some people eat to survive i survived to eat you know yeah, and i feel like you beautiful. share that do you share that i think i share that because i think when I'm happiest is when I'm cooking or eating with people and that's the main activities I do yeah <laughs> I mean that's how I like bond especially with like I don't know my boyfriend or like I don't know I think we talk about food more than a little bit like yeah. we talk about we talked about Brie a weird amount at some point yeah yeah and I think okay I think I know that I have probably too much dairy and meat for someone who might care a little bit about the environment but it's because it's really good and unfortunately I do like the taste of milk and I'm sorry for it. I really am. <laughs> but um, I do think, I don't know, whatever choices you make about food, you're not eating vastly different things from other people. Like I know that there are just like meat and potatoes people and they haven't tasted a, a vegetable in quite a while. And that can be a little bit... I think the only time I get mad about food is when people won't try something, not because they're, like, allergic or because they, like, genuinely detest it, but because, like, they haven't tried it their entire life and they won't. So, yeah, I think that's... That actually... A a fun little story, like, I bought some crickets um, this semester and people just refused to try them and I think that's, like, so sad. Would Would you eat a cricket, Laura? I think I would because I think the thing is that it's not really that different and I do think when people set their foot down like that it's like I don't know people do eat crickets especially now like in this country like people are shifting towards crickets because it's a better like some people I know that there's cricket powder like the protein powder and I see that actually I live in New York so it's different but I see that in some places Um, I mean it's better for you probably than whey protein because that makes you fart really bad sometimes I'm a little lactose intolerant, (laughs) but it usually makes you fart pretty bad. Any animal protein will make your fart smell really bad. I learned that recently, so Uh, I'm really burying my soul for you. I hope you appreciate it. (laughs) No, yeah, you're really giving us some fun facts, like personal anecdotes, and I I think that really just strengthens the the argument that you're making. Yeah, I'm really, Um, I'm not holding anything back, like, uncensored, unfiltered. This is what they're looking for from podcasts nowadays, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um... Because I'm old. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you brought up that the fact that you live in New York City. Um, just to give some context to the whole Laura Beard, um, Laura and I actually went to high school together in the good old Memphis, Tennessee. Then mm-hmm. she immediately left the country, the country. Um, that is Memphis, Tennessee, yeah. moved to New York City, and then, like, grew as a foodie. I think would that I don't know I feel like maybe maybe but not in like the way where I'm going out but more in the way that I because everything's like $30 for a meal over there so what I do is I get groceries that are still way too expensive and I try and recreate stuff at home with my friends yeah yeah that's that's really good I I moved to Atlanta um Mm -hmm. in in case you didn't know Laura Atlanta's Um, a great city yeah a lot of cool things happening It, it actually has like a lot of good food that I think Absolutely. yeah and I think we really like we both have been distant from Memphis 
I would, you know, yeah. like. I mean, once I got an apartment in New York City, I, I've only come back for maybe like a weekend or a week at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come back a little bit more, but I actually went to this place um, called Gibson's. It's Gibson's Donuts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Laura knows the one. Like, mm. if you, if you, if you're, if you're from Memphis, like, you know, you know Gibson's. You know um yeah so i was over there uh a few nights ago and i think like it really speaks to just how diverse food can Mm. be like the diversity that it attracts like i really saw the whole city of memphis like come in and out of gibson's that night like we had a cowboy come in yeah um with a much younger woman he was with Huh. yeah and then i saw like a hippie good yeah and then i saw to keep yeah. everybody honest, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I saw a, you know, just a classic suburban white Christian girl, Autumn, yes. with her <laughs> with her son, Aww. who was wearing, you know, like, you know, suburbia. Yeah. Um, and I think that really encapsulates like Memphis. What do you do? You think though? Do you think so? No, I think there's more to it, probably. Mm. Yeah, maybe, mm. maybe <laughs> more than a, a cowboy, a hippie, and a, a white suburban mom. Yeah, I mean, no, you're correct. Yeah. I, I want to give you that. Um, but we really saw, I mean, we saw a good chunk of diversity there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all just white suburban moms, which is a big point. Yeah, it's a big point, especially because, you know, food also divides us by class. You're right. I didn't actually expect this conversation tonight, or today, <laughs> this morning, in this car right now. It is 11.47 a.m., folks. I will say there's this way of, like... Like, there's always a movement to sort of, like, by rich people to sort of take poor people things. Like, like I don't even know. Like, um, well, actually, it goes way, way back. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think my, my sister brought it up la- last night because she cut her hair by herself. And she was like, isn't that in vogue in New York City right now to cut your own hair? And I was like, you're absolutely right. I mean, for most of my friends, it's because they're really poor. But even yeah. the really rich ones do it because that choppy look has been, like, idealized by the rich instead of like that like windswept like like perfectly layered look um which is interesting and i think probably the same thing happens with food like with veganism veganism takes things that are usually from other cultures and they say oh now it's so healthy we love chickpeas we really think they're cool (laughs) i love chickpeas actually and that's not really specific to any one region it's in the mediterranean and it's across the world it's a good it's a good legume I'll say that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think especially veganism is probably at fault for like putting, (laughs) and they're the most cleared class divides with food. Like, like oat milk is like $8 for some reason. And it's just blended oats that's strained. Um, I don't know. A lot of veganism makes things like inaccessible and usually drives things way too hard to the point where like that agricultural system is unsustainable, like with agave. Like, oh, like yeah, agave used to be just for, like, the people who used it. And then it became a really big thing, especially in the United States. And farming was pushed to such a point that the land was, like, dying. I'm not a great source on this. I know vaguely of a lot of things, but... No, yeah, I, I actually saw a TikTok, like, last night about veganism and, you know, agave specifically and how it's, like, a monoculture. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that just goes to, like, industrial farming. Industrial mm-hmm. farming is at the root of a lot of things where it's like you grow one crop on the land and it takes up these really specific nutrients and then when they're gone they're gone yeah um and and um yeah i also part of that video was saying like 
veganism is great and all but what would be better is just to eat local like eat local meats yeah. eat local go to the farmer's market yeah. like because you know if you're eating an avocado in in new york for in instance the <laughs> in, the, in the winter like think about how far that avocado had to travel yeah this is a shout out <laughs> but yeah i mean there's a lot of ways that we eat in this country that aren't historically like like who eats i don't know leafy greens in the winter so much like there's certain types of kale that are especially hardy in colder environments but like like i don't know there's just ways that you could be eating that might be more helpful again again there's like three corporations that are destroying the environment it's yeah. not on you individually ever yeah, no of but course not. We w- and and by the way i don't eat I don't eat like this. No, I don't eat like this either. <laughs> I mean, I don't have avocados in the winter, but... I do. That's mainly... I do. I think it's because they taste worse. Because they've had to really? go over... I mean, also in New York City, because there's so many taxes on things that come into the island of Manhattan, you can't really get fresh or, like, cheap produce mm. all the time. So I go to Trader Joe's, and I already know before I pick up a thing of strawberries that they're going to be moldy, so I definitely don't buy strawberries mm. in the in the winter and anywhere else strawberries are gonna be like nine dollars so i buy like my like bags of spinach and like some potatoes and some other stuff usually carrots are good you Mm. can throw them into anything and they taste good but um yeah i don't know you just kind of like move to certain things i do eat more meat in the winter i think that's just like some kind of like base instinct yeah where i'm like warm meat soup yeah um but yeah i don't know yeah, I think it'll taste better if it's seasonal. That's my biggest point, probably. Yeah, it'll taste better if it's seasonal, and you know, it really just works out that it's also probably better for the environment. It works out. I mean, yeah. Again, small things that you can do don't mean that like <laughs> don't mean that morally you're responsible for the environment. Still, no, again, no. It, again, it's you and your lifetime won't do like even a percentage of as much as like one big factory that could probably change its whole mm-hmm. business model so that way the mm-hmm. earth doesn't die in like seven yeah, years yeah no yeah i think that's profound um <laughs> that you're saying that and honestly like you're so brave and bold for standing up i don't up, think i am for standing we up to quarter to, we don't have to say that <laughs> for, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> for standing up to corporations and, and in uh, fact yes. yeah 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 and I think I think this moves us right into a new segment, which is what is your ideal pizza? Because mm. pizza really is the embodiment of industrial America and corporate. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask. No. There's no. I. Please don't question me. Okay. I yeah. will say there's a big mm-hmm. pizza culture in New York because it's like I live in an area that still has like one dollar pizza places where uh-huh. you go in and you pay one dollar and you get a really big slice and it tastes like cardboard sometimes but sometimes it really slaps um i actually live around the corner from a two dollar pizza place which is like it goes up a little bit in quality you have like chicken pizza and they put like chilies on it like green chilies and it's really nice um but yeah i mean pizza is something that's pretty fast to make even on your own and it keeps and that's kind of important and so in a lot of ways it's like fat it's food that you can eat while walking on the street which is also something i've done during finals but Mm. like it's i don't know maybe you're right maybe in some ways i mean it's also like like a sign of like early immigration to the united states from the italian we don't it wasn't yeah yeah i mean we don't we don't we don't 
love history. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We hate facts in this yeah. car. Yeah. Everything I've told you is a lie, which yeah. it might be. I'm not really sure <laughs> what my sources are. Yeah. Always double check. Um, Everything somebody says. Yeah. yeah. Especially. I mean, I know you trust me, audience, but you know. Do you I, trust me? I don't think they trust you. That's I don't think okay. you've built up a rapport. That's okay. A, uh, yeah. I am a journalism major, though, so think about that. <laughs> Ooh, she's a journalist. Okay. So, yeah, again, like, what is your favorite, like, what would you put on your ideal pizza? Um, okay. I'll take the microphone for this. Um, I'm thinking, again, multiple kinds of cheeses, not just, like, mozzarella. Oh. I want some. I want some saltier cheeses on there. All right. I don't know what that would be, but... I'll look into it later. Um, I definitely want to, you know, like the tomato sauce base. But I've had this really good pizza in New York where it's like, um, it was called the Big Pineapple. So obviously it had pineapple on it, but it also had like ham and like prosciutto and like um, all these spices. And I think also chilies. I think the big thing with me is probably chilies. Mm -hmm. It was like a little spicy and it had like a good crunch to it from mm. like thin crust pizza also slaps. Oh, yeah. You can have a lot of thin crust pizza and it's like the texture is nice when there's so much else going on with the pizza mm -hmm. and it holds up well. Um, and I'm going to look this up for you because I want yeah. you to know the precise details later. Yeah. But think big pineapple and think of a wonderful mouthfeel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and if you find it, like I'll put it in the show notes. Hopefully, someone can have it themselves. Maybe recreate yeah. it. And the longer the longer the show goes on, the more I hate myself and the things <laughs> I'm saying. So. <laughs> we'll we'll end the podcast soon, Laura. Okay. So my ideal pizza is very simple. It's very um, bougie, but mm. not bougie. It's simply a mozzarella mm. with a red sauce and pineapple. I don't really care what crust it's on. Mm -hmm. I'm not picky, you know, um, because I'm humble and selfless. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really my ideal um, pizza. So, yeah. yeah, I mean. Why? 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 Because there's something about, so you have the saltiness of the cheese mm. and the crust. Yeah. <laughs> not that salty, that's well, annoying. well, the crust, okay, the dough, no, like. Kind of salty. I'm sorry, I'm fucking yeah, yeah, it's very, it's it's salty, but then you have the sweetness of the pineapple. That's right, the tanginess, mm -hmm. and it gets really nice in the oven. Sometimes it gets a little, yeah, yeah it changes. It's not like wet pineapple. It's kind of nice on the outside and then yeah. juicy on the inside. Yeah, it's it's really it's really magical, and I know pineapple. That's that's controversial, but you have two people, you know, Laura Same and I. To you, yeah. that you trust, that you love, yeah. that you're falling in love with. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> big What's pineapple happening? yeah um <laughs> so yeah i i really think i mean do you do, would you like to discuss anything else or um, um let's talk about you Wee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> um what's been up what's your favorite meal to make so my favorite meal to make um let me actually pull up my um recipes and we can we can really um oh look God. look you into have that. A folder called adulting? Yeah, and I have, you a, have fo a folder called awesome. Yeah, I actually DNA <laughs> gifts. <laughs> Do you see Cairo's order? Yeah. Toddler.png. What's in there? That's my toddler picture. Baked feta pasta. Oh my god. Yeah, so my one of my Chickpea curry. So if you guys want to know the seven recipes I can make, um actually oh, it's eight now. Whoa. News to me. We have baked feta, 
that mm-hmm. was that appeared on TikTok. We have chickpea curry, which is really good. I can make a mean chili that actually Laura inspired. Like, yeah, it was her recipe. I made it one time in Oxford yeah. for people in US later. Oxford, Mississippi, not Oxford. England. No, yeah. yeah, and it was also completely based off of what was there and what I'd brought. So, mm-hmm. but it really turned out great. Um, we have these mini carnitas flatbreads, which mm-hmm. are really good. Um, I can make a chicken bacon ranch quesadilla, a nice ravioli lasagna, some sloppy joes, and veggie tacos. And veggie tacos are my personal favorite. Uh-huh. You have some chickpeas, some beans. Mm, love a good legume. So, yeah, legumes, <laughs> and that's really that's really it i haven't made it in probably six months but i should really yeah um yeah we put salsa corn it's really it's really a magical experience and i you know i won't share it um but i would include beans and salsa and sweet corn yeah honestly all you do is you put beans salsa and corn into a pot and add some spices whatever you're feeling Mm. because food food is a personal journey and yeah it's about what you like and what textures you like and mm-hmm. you can make it to your own like specifications i know that when i cook it's usually for myself although i do have friends okay this is a <laughs> this is some of my friends don't like onions <gasps> which i never experienced before and it's because of the texture the same friend doesn't like chocolate and I'm then sorry. i have a full range all i know is that i think i have made things way spicier for my roommate because that's what she enjoys but the only time she ever cooked for me she made unseasoned chicken No. yeah and i've never been more angry in my life this bitch cooks with like half a gallon of chili flakes and then the one time she cooks for the one white person in her life actually (laughs) me and her girlfriend are white and we look weirdly similar and i don't like it and she just cooked for both of us and it, it barely had salt. I was so sad. <laughs> anyway. Food is racist. Yes. <laughs> Sharanya Das is racist. Sorry. Yeah. She's gonna watch she's gonna listen to this. I'm gonna send her I'm gonna send her the timestamps so yeah. she knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really hurt. As you can yeah. hear, I was I'm about so, to cry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I think that's really a great place to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, because let let's final thoughts food's personal it's racist it's it's even tearful i don't think food itself is racist i think the way that we treat food can be racist especially like people who are like oh cook it's so gross or something like true, that true, true, true. yeah i don't know so audience our message today our our closing argument our send off into the world is really just be open to more things right be accepting try something new buy a new spice or something yeah um experiment with like heat and i don't know just find what you like don't don't put yourself in a box put others in a box yeah put others in a box and and you know what that's been will on the weekends and i i really thank laura for joining us thank you would you like to plug yeah would you like to plug your socials your platform i would not because i don't want i deleted instagram because it made me feel bad inside so Okay, yeah. well, I love well, you though. And you, <laughs> do you love me? Yeah, I okay, love you, Laura. Well, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's been it's been Will on the weekends. You can find me on all of my platforms. Laura will you can't find. I'm her. not gonna divulge. No. No. All right. Bye. bye. <laughs>